0: Gotcha. I'm ready. Cheerleaders. She's there.
1: Hello, and welcome to Prince track by track. I'm your host Darren, and today we're going to be talking about "Circle of Amour" from *The Truth*, recorded autumn 1996 at Paisley Park with pretty much the rest of the album. Released on the 29th of January 1998 as the fourth disc alongside *Crystal Ball*. On the track, it is Prince uh, with some beat programming from Kirk Johnson. Uh, I'm not quite sure what that means because I, I don't feel like this song has a huge amount of beat going on, other than the the sound of the acoustic guitar. But you know, uh, the song is four minutes forty three. And joining me to talk about it today is Alec Rain. Hello, Alec. Hello. This is the clearest kind of story song that we've had from Prince in quite a while. I'm tr- you know I'm trying to remember the last time where he had something that kind of clearly told a story, and I think maybe Shy might be the last time where he had something that was kind of cl- like clearly about a person or about a character. Yeah. Um, you know, most of Emancipation was about Prince kind of telling everybody that he was free, you know, and most of Crystal Ball was kind of collections of various of the songs. So I, it's been a while since we've had something that's kind of this focused on kind of, you know, building a picture and kind of giving us a, you know, a clear kind of narrative, um, you know. And the narrative here is that Mary Claire, Denise and Bell are best friends, as far as I can tell. Um, <laughs> yeah. <you know, laughs> And I i mean, this entire song, I don't want to tip my hat too early, but you know, this is like a six out of five for me like this. I love this song so much. Um, and I think like with a lot of stuff on this album, you really get to kind of hear, you know, Prince's voice. And, you know, just with the kind of the acoustic guitar, you you really kind of focus on Prince's singing. And on this, he has kind of a little bit of... He doesn't, like, layer his voice, you know, with 12 princes or something, but he has, like, kind of a counter voice throughout the whole song. Um, And on the chorus, there's, you know, a couple of kind of, you know, a little bit of kind of harmony in there as well. Um, But, you know, I just I just kind of... I just love the kind of... It's such a... To me, it's such a kind of odd story because it's Prince telling the story of, you know, four teen girls. And it's, it like... I don't think this is anything that kind of, it's not like this is, you know, kind of uh, biographically anyway. It's not like at this point in his life, you know, um, approaching 40, that Prince knew, you know, um, a group of teen girls. (laughs) Like, it's it's, it's such a weird thing, but it's so kind of, it's almost like a a kind of short story. Um, And, you know, the kind of the little pieces that Prince kind of puts in. Um, you know, partic- particularly when he starts out telling us that they're, you know, cheerleaders except for Denise. And I like as well that, like, out of, you know, Mary Claire, Denise and Belle, Denise is the third one. But, like, it would have been obvious for him to say, you know, like, Belle isn't a cheerleader because, you know, that's the last name you hear. But I like that he picks the third one. It just, it's just such a weird little detail that I just kind of enjoy. Um, you know, even yeah. even if he then says, she was the world one, she was the beast. Which is <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> such a... I, I don't even know what that's meant to mean. Like, she's not a cheerleader, but she's the wild one. Um, so, I don't know. It, to me, I always, feel, I always feel like Denise is the one who maybe will lead the other three astray. Yeah. Um, you know, from their studies. Maybe she's not as studious as the others.
0: Yeah, she's the rebel.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. And we ca- we kind of get, you know, talk of, you know, Mary's house. So, you know, it feels like maybe Mary's the most sensible. I don't know. It's It's just this weird thing that Prince is kind of... You know, laying out this very kind of specific picture, um, you know, and of course he tells us, you know, that uh, De- Denise is the one who named the group, the original Gang of Four, uh, Mary Claire, Denise, and Bell, Circle of a More. Um, Prince tells us that it's uh, a <laughs> tenth grade central in September. That was the year I remember. On this chilly, cold afternoon, I overheard the gang in the locker room. Now. Uh, in this particular point we don't know if the protagonist that Prince is playing who's kinda of given us this story is male or female. Um but, you know, if he's you know, if he's just another girl in the same year as these girls, then obviously, you know, overhearing talk in the locker room, you know, is an innocent thing. But if he's male, then, you know, obviously that yeah, it so, lends that line a, a little bit of kind of a bit kind of um, kind of more creepy.
0: A little bit more creepy. Um, speaking of that, that just now made me remember in our middle school, I think all our walls were super thin. So if you were in the restroom of the locker room, you could hear what was going on in the restroom of the girls' locker room and the guys' locker room. So it was, I don't know, it was cheap, it was weird, and very uncomfortable because you'd just be going to the restroom. You could, <laughs> Can here that's why no one talked in there yeah <laughs>
1: i guess maybe i guess maybe that's maybe prince's you know maybe the construction of schools in uh, in minneapolis was as poor yeah and so that's why just as bad yeah um but yeah he says you know rendezvous mary's house dirty words and wine so obviously 10th grade um you know being english i'm not 100 sure what 10th grade is i'm gonna guess there's i mean 16 yeah. or 17 yeah
0: most people um turn 16 that year, Jew- yeah. So obviously, here's a group of
1: sixteen-year-old girls who are um, <laughs> sharing dirty words and wine. So I'm not sure where they've got that from, that wine. But obviously, sixteen-year-olds, uh, unless they're in France, um, you know, then <laughs> they they shouldn't really be drinking wine. Yeah. Um, and of course, Prince tells us, needless to say, they spend their day just counting time, counting time. Counting time. time. Um, and <laughs> we get this situation where um you know denise who as we've you know learnt earlier is the wild one uh she kindly raised her hand and asked uh this is halfway through her history class uh if she, if she could be excused and we get prince kind of in a little falsetto saying can i be excused um and then she ran home from school in a hurry the other girls they knew this is what friends are really for uh mary claire denise and bell circle of a more now we i mean there isn't really a chorus there's just the the, the listing of the names in the words circle of a more kind of appears at the end of each of these uh, these kind of three verses um, and now i'm not 100% sure exactly why she ran home from school yeah <laughs> in a hurry um, and i'm not quite sure why mary claire and bell understood like kind of implicitly that they also needed to kind of go join her yeah um, some good friends right. right
0: there you know you the i guess they knew that you know something important was going on or maybe they expected something but those are some ride or die friends right there that's some real gang life stuff right there <laughs> yeah. good for mary Clay and, Den- and bell
1: yeah as soon as De- as soon as denise leaves history class they're like that's it we're out of here <laughs> um you know, but uh, yeah, I'm, i I, kind of, I don't know. I kind of like the mystery as well. The fact that Prince doesn't state explicitly what is causing this this kind of issue. Yeah. And you know, Denise is just like, I've got to go, and the the other three girls are immediately like, yes, you know, we're all gonna go. Yeah. Uh, and most likely that you know, I'm thinking maybe Denise has a drinking problem. What with all the wine that they're uh, consuming. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know.
0: Um, I um, I love also the way how Prince delivers the the ooh they knew line like the other girls and then it seems like it goes higher a little bit Ooh. yeah that, that's just one of my favorite just vocal inflections that prince did in this song
1: yeah and and it works really well with like the guitar work as well like mm-hmm. some of the songs on this album you know they feel a bit kind of like spare but I feel like he really uses the guitar to kind of, you know, there's a lot of kind of little kind of slides down the neck and little kind of, you know, kind of chords that he kind of throws in that really kind of accentuate the kind of story that he's telling. You know, and we also get the whenever he says circle of a moor, you know, at this particular point, we kind of go into like a kind of a bridge almost. And he just kind of says circle of a moor very kind of quietly. Um You know, and then we find out, um, you know, imagination showed a window on a cold September day. Leaves are brown, passion sounds, memory self astray. Four four hands in the place where the feet connect, circle of sex in the vicious race to maturity. They almost phase from ecstasy, sweat upon the necks of dames, Uh, loser in the circle game because memories are worth so much more. Uh, Mary Claire Denise and Bell Circle of a more. Um, now I mean I obviously it's Prince so things I don't know if they turn sexual or if he's using sex in the, like the the term you know gender. So you know if he's saying like you know here it is you know the gang of four you know the the circle of a more um, you know so I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that's kind of you know maybe what he's talking about but yeah this this vicious race to maturity yeah um, I'm you know. I mean, obviously earlier they were drinking wine, so uh, you know here's a bunch of <laughs> yeah. here's a bunch of sixteen year olds kind of acting like adults. Yeah, they're trying um, to raise to maturity. Yeah, cool. so but <laughs> I don't know. And then for the rest of the song, we just get you know Mary Claire Denise and Bell, Mary Claire Denise and Bell, "Circle of a More." <laughs> and I love the kind of the little stop that he puts in before he sings "Circle of a More." Um, and you know we get it one more time, and then you know the repeat of "Circle of a More," "Circle of a More," and uh, you know that's where the song ends. Um, you know, so I mean and you get the and I, uh, the little
0: instrument breakdown, right? The,
1: did it, did it, did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just before it kind of comes back in for the circle of a more one last time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, I don't feel like the story is that in depth. You know, all we're finding out is that these four girls are, you know, very very strong friends and, you know, they're drinking too much wine maybe and they're rushing to maturity. That's pretty, much, <laughs> that's pretty much all we get, the information. Um, and all of this happens, like, in September as well. It's not like we get, like, the rest of the school year kind of, you know, alluded to at any point. It's just there's a couple of days in September where stuff happened. And, you know, this narrator kind of remembers that stuff um, and, you know, remembers these kind of close friends. And I'll say this, you know, obviously, while it, when I was at school, there were, you know, you would know, um, you know, gangs kind of like this. You know, you would have, you know, you'd have kind of...
0: yeah different cliques yeah
1: who were kind of like always really close would always kind of you know spend lunch times together certainly but then you know as we got older you know you would see them out together or you know maybe you go up town and you'd see them in town together and you know so i i don't know i think maybe prince is making a comment here on kind of like uh you know the the kind of the the bond of of female friends. Yeah. Um. You know, and again, like he says, you know, tenth grade central in September. So to me, it doesn't feel like this is a story that's maybe taking place in the present, but it feels like this is the narrator, you know, older, remembering, you know, uh, the like this kind of strong group of friends um, from his kind of childhood, maybe. Yeah. But maybe that's just my perspective on it. You know, it could be in the present. Um, which is maybe why it ends after two days in September, and we don't get any further details. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, and I don't know. It's just like it, there's a lot of you know. Obviously, the tracks on the truth. There's there's very little kind of information about them. All yep. we know is that they were recorded sometime in '96 and they were released in '98. Like that's pretty much you know. Obviously, there's a little bit of kind of you know the um you know the idea of uh, a, you know a few of these tracks were maybe going to be on what was at one point titled the dawn. Um, and some of them were kind of re-recorded and kind of put onto the truth so you know i you know there's very little kind of known about the dawn because again it was one of those albums where prince said the title said it was going to be released and then we kind of <laughs> we never heard about that album and then all of a sudden we've got welcome to the dawn is the kind of the final track of this album so um you know there's very little kind of information about this song but you know it's just it's one of my favourites, you know, probably, I'm not going to say of the whole 90s, but let's say, you know, post-95, kind of pre-2001, this kind of period of, like, the late 90s. This is probably one of my favourite tracks. Um, yeah. You know, it's a, a clear five out of five for me, you know. It's, it's just, yep. like, like everything that Prince does in it is so kind of fun. And yes. kind of playful. And... You know, it kind of it paints a picture, but it doesn't really like it's not like Prince spends like 10 minutes kind of going into full details on stuff. He just kind of, you know, gives you kind of a few broad brushstrokes. Um, and then by the end of it, you're like, OK, I kind of I kind of get what the song was meant to be about.
0: Yes, I um I will go a step further and say probably this is definitely my top 10. Definitely in my top 10 of like favorite Prince songs from the 90s. I think just like all the elements of this song works work really well together. Um, of course, the guitar, which is the main instrument of the album, but I love the vocals that he does on this song. Like um, the way he says some of these lyrics or some of the rhymes, I think it just sounds really cool. Um, almost, it gets kind of gentle, in a lot of the falsetto um, is like a big forefront of this song uh has a great just rhythm and i think just about the truth album in general like i think it's just such a refreshing period even though like i did enjoy uh, most of his work in the 90s i really um am glad he decided to release this because it was didn't feel like super overproduced or something because we had Emancipation the year earlier, and that was just so heavy on stuff, heavy on sound effects, particularly, and a lot of like different drum beats and stuff. This just felt like a really nice back-to-basics, let's show off him playing guitar and doing what he does best, and it's just writing a very solid song. And it's a definite five out of five for me also.
1: Yeah. Um, Prince, you know, as with a lot of tracks from The Truth, he never played it live. Um, you know, again, you know, this is a point where obviously, you know, he kind of, he didn't tour for a couple of years after Emancipation, um, you know, and then by the time he started touring again, he was, you know, he was promoting stuff from Rainbow Children. So, you know, as 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 Prince was wont to do, he kind of started ignoring a lot of his back catalogue uh, until kind of musicology, and then he started kind of, Minding his backpack catalog again. Um, so, you know, he never really kind of had a chance to play this live. But, you know, it's yeah. one of those things where it's like, well, if there was like a live performance of this, it would, you know, you feel like it would be really, well, close to what's on the album. And also it would be, you know, so kind of, you know, electric to watch him do this. Uh, yeah. But unfortunately, you know, he never did. Um, yeah. So, but yeah,
0: no, such a good song. And such a great song. And all the elements just sync up so well Yeah. from verse to verse and just. The guitar work in general, I I, just like in a normal, like normative like work and life and all that, I think a lot of people don't realize how high of a perfection guitarist he is because he's such a great guitarist. I remember having people, like knowing people, that knew he played guitar but, um, wouldn't like recognize to what level he can actually. Play and all the different styles he can play, yeah. and I think this album does a really good job of showcasing the skills he has with the guitar because that's the main instrument on this.
1: I mean, I feel like we said about as much. I mean, I could just keep saying that this song is great over and over again for like another hour, <laughs> but you know, I feel like we said as much as we can about Circle of a so So uh, let's go to plugs. Yeah. Is there anything you wish to plug, Alec?
0: Um, Alec Reina ninety eight is my Twitter account. No, and feel free to tweet me about anything. I love Prince. I'm so happy to be on this podcast.
1: And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Trapped by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure where we would, at PrinceTribebyTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Alec. Yeah, no problem, no problem. And otherwise, goodbye. Oh, goodbye. Oh, 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 oh,
0: oh. Welcome, welcome to the dawn.